Yo, 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 welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to It's Not That Serious, the podcast, episode 25, woo! Yeah, I don't know why I be clapping for myself, y'all, I just be proud that your boy is still out here being consistent, man, and following his dreams. Yo, we have a great show lined up, or should I say, I have a great show lined up for you guys today. Um, if you at work, if you out on the road, if you cleaning up your crib, I'm going to keep you entertained for the next 45 to 50 minutes, you guys. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Give yourself a pat on the back. Water break. I got to take me a water break, man. Yo, so I've been taking um, oregano oil, <laughs> and I put it in my water. And the other night, I forgot that I – who wakes up thirsty in the middle of the night? I wake up thirsty every night in the middle of the night, and I put oregano oil in my water. So the other night, I woke up mad thirsty, and I took a gulp of water. I keep water next to my bed, and I took some water. I mean, I drank some water, and I forgot I put oregano oil in it, and I burnt my lips. So my lips is, like, scabbed up right now. If you ever take oregano oil... Make sure you, I don't have the squeeze thing at the top, the drop, you know, like the little drop thing. I don't have that on top. It's like you just pour it ever much. I never knew how strong oregano oil is. I take it every day. I never knew. The first time I ever took it, I took a teaspoon. I just sipped it, and it damn near, I almost died, y'all. I was choking. I was coughing. My eyes start watering. My nose start running. I had this crazy taste in the back of my throat for almost like an hour. And I did it again the other night, not realizing how much I poured. And I went, I got up, drank something, and my my lips were burning. I had like the craziest burning sensation. So now they're like scabbed up. So when I talk, it's like it hurts a little bit. But I'm not gonna stop that from giving me. Um, I'm not gonna stop that for allowing me to give y'all a great show today. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. We on episode 25. Give yourself a round of applause, a pat on the back for tuning in. Now, let's get into topic number one. <clears throat> this is where I want to start. This is for ladies and fellas. This is more so for the fellas, man. Can you be friends with someone that has accused you or tried to accuse you? Well, someone that has accused you of trying to sleep with their ex-wife or fiancé. Y'all hop in the comments. Y'all let me know. Um, recently, I had a friend that I hadn't spoke to in about a year. We, we fell out. And I got word that, you know, if he ever bumped into me, he was going to try to cause some sort of physical harm to me. And the reason why is because allegedly he thought that I was trying to sleep with his ex-fiance. Or I was still, well, when I spoke to him, he said that I was still in communication with her. We got things cl cleared up. It was a miscommunication. He said something to somebody. Somebody came back and said it to me, and I was like, what? I was like, that's not true by any means. I'm not that type of guy. So, But it was a threat sent to me from him originally. He originally sent a threatening message through someone, and it got back to me, and I said, what? That's not true. So I just left it alone, like, whatever. If I bump into him, I bump into him, and it is what it is. He calls me the other night um, randomly, like four or five nights ago, asked to me, asked, said he forgives me or has to forgive me for whatever the case may be for something I did to him. I didn't do nothing to him. I, I'm still, I'm out of the loop. So I spoke to him the other day and I, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, clear the air on what did he mean by me trying to sleep with his ex-fiance. Mind you, this fool thought that I was not sleep with her. He thought because we were still in communication he, she would comment on my podcast uh, in the comments on YouTube, on Instagram, like just, hey, hey, good job. Like the picture, like, oh, okay, something light, nothing crazy. That he thought that I was trying to, that I was still in communication. He didn't say that he thought I was trying to hit on her. He, his words were that I was still in communication with her. And he was, he felt as though since he's no longer talking to her, I can't talk to her. And I had tried to explain to him, like, or I did explain to him that, you know, I'm no longer in communication with this woman. Just because you see her making a comment on an IG post or on a YouTube post, that does not necessarily mean that I'm in contact with her. 
or we're in communication with each other. What you see on there is all you see. I don't speak to her on the phone. We don't hang out. We don't do anything. So he ended up apologizing and things of that nature. We, we made amends. But my question to you is, for that threatening message that he sent me, saying that he will do something to me when he sees, when he sees me, ladies, fellas, fellas, ladies, get in the comments. Let me know what y'all think. Could you be friends with someone after they threaten you because they thought you were or they were under the impression that you were trying to do something with an ex-fiance or ex-wife of theirs or ex-husband, whatever, whatever situation, whatever gender you are, and what you deal with and who you deal with. Answer that question. Can you be friends? I've forgiven them. Um, I, I, I don't have an issue with, you know, continuing our friendship. You know, we spoke like men. We got whatever we had to get off our chest. But I would like to know what you guys think. What would you guys have done? What, is that a, a situation where you guys can be friends again? Or is that a situation where you don't care for that friendship no more after the threatening, after those threatening words were, were brought up on you? You know, I'm a pretty forgiving guy. I don't really, uh, I don't really hold grudges like that. I don't really, if I don't hold grudges at all, really, um, long as I can speak my piece and that individual is able to speak their piece and we come to a mutual understanding. I'm pretty, I'm a pretty easy going guy. So I'm like, all right, cool. You, I forgive you. You forgive me. You know what I mean? Like, um, I never was trying to sleep with his wife. I've never done no shit like that. Like, I don't, you know, it's too many women out here to be trying to sleep with somebody that one of my homies dealt with, especially if y'all was engaged and y'all lived together. Like I saw how serious you were about her and how much you were in love with her. So for me to go ahead and try to do something like that, it's like, that's crazy. That's bananas. But what y'all think? What y'all doing? Y'all going to be friends with somebody like that? After they accuse you of something like, you know, accuse you of trying to be with someone or whatever the case may be. Hop in the comments and let me know, man, because, you know, I just want to know, man, am I being too easy? Am I being too easy going? Am I being too nice? Like, you know, I, I really want to know. Is that a situation where after we made amends, I just cut them off? And this individual is a big liar, too. I don't even want to get into the details of what's been going on. But this person is a big, huge liar. They told me they had a Porsche. Come to find out they ain't got a Porsche, but they don't know. I don't know. They don't know. I know that they don't have that Porsche. It's just crazy. But, you know, hop in the comments and let me know. But we're going to go ahead and hop into another. Uh, we're going to go ahead and hop into another topic. So just the other day I was on, um, I was on IG and I saw that Mark Zuckerberg. Um, apologizes for social media impact on kids. Should he be responsible for what kids see on social media? So Mark Zuckerberg was somewhere, I think, I want to say he was speaking in front of Congress, but he was, you know, up, up there apologizing to parents of kids that were bullied, kids that were, have committed suicide. You, as you guys all know, Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook, now Meta, and he also acquired Instagram. Meta has acquired Instagram. So, um... Should Mark Zuckerberg be held responsible for uh, uh, what kids see on social media? Um, he was apologizing to parents of kids that have been bullied and, you know, mistreated in, over social media. I don't think Mark Zuckerberg is responsible for what kids see on social media. I don't think Mark Zuckerberg should have gotten up there and have to apologize to parents um, for the impact that social media has had on their kids. You guys let me know what you guys think. Um, I think the parents that, I think the parents of the kids that has done the bullying, the parents of the kids that has pushed kids to suicide should be up there, um, apologizing. I think that kids should be, and I could be, a, this could be a stretch. I think a kid shouldn't really have a social media account until high school, really, ninth grade. And I think it should be heavily monitored. I think parents should have access to their kids' social media accounts, to their phones. I understand kids want their privacy, and you should be able to grant your kids that privacy and also be able to trust your kids. I'm not a parent myself, but I'm pretty sure that parents would like to be able to trust their 15, 16, 17 year old son or daughter, but 
You know, we don't know what our kids are involved in. You know, kids can have their own lives outside of the home. So um, I think that social, you know, and I, and I hate to say high school kids shouldn't have a social media account till high school because a lot of kids change their families' lives, the trajectory of their families off of social media. If Whether it's their athletes, uh, kids are getting NIO deals now in high school. Um, kids are being discovered for their talents, whether it's drawing, singing, whatever the case may be. They're able to. So I understand that aspect of it, why kids should have a, um, a social media account. But at the same time, I think it should be heavily monitored. You guys get in the comments. Let me know what you what you guys think. Um, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg should have been up there apologizing. I think no way, no way, shape or form Mark Zuckerberg is responsible for what goes on on social media. Um, I know they try the best. I know they try their best to do censoring, censoring things, banning things, blocking things, the best that they can do. But it's millions, hundreds of millions of users. I'm pretty sure things go under there. They don't catch everything. But I know they do their best. If you know, I know they're trying to do their best. But let me know what y'all think. Should 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 Mark should Mark Zuckerberg have to, uh, should, should have, I'm getting tongue-tied here, should Mark Zuckerberg have gotten up there and apologized? Was he responsible for that? Was that his right, was that his responsibility to do that? Should he have to bear that weight on his shoulders of all the million of, millions of kids across America? And who else, who else, who, who else knows where else kids are getting bullied at? Should he have to take on that responsibility? Y'all let me know. Y'all get in the comments. I don't think he should have to. I think the parents of those kids should be apologizing. I think social media should be heavily, heavily, heavily uh, monitored by kids' parents because kids are evil these days. We all know it. We were all kids once. I'm not saying we were on the evil side, but evil just exists. People, people are evil, and the evilness starts as a kid. Um, but, yeah, y'all let me know, man. Um, what y'all think, how y'all feel about it. It was just crazy seeing Mark Zuckerberg up there having to apologize to hundreds and hundreds. They like the parents had pictures up of their child of their children. And I was just like, gosh, like but with uh with with a responsibility like that, with a big social media company like that, comes a, a huge responsibility, man. And you know, I wouldn't have got up there. No, I wouldn't have went to. I wouldn't apologize. That's just me. I wouldn't have apologized. But you know, everyone's different. I respect them for doing it, for taking responsibility. But I wouldn't have did it. You know what I mean? It's not my fault that other parents' kids aren't, you know, properly trained or don't know right from wrong. Knowing that you know, you push somebody, bullying somebody, you pushing somebody to to suicide, man. You know, kids don't want to go to school. Kids don't, you know. I remember going, I went to Westchester High School. And I remember one day I had went to school and some kids had went and spray painted girls' names on the bungalows. And I don't know if these were girls that were, they were intimate with. I don't know. Like, there was, I think it was called like the whole list or something. And they spray, it was like 12 girls' names. And I was like, yo. Just imagine going to school the next day and seeing that and how embarrassed you are. That's bullying. That is a form of bullying. Who's to say, you know, one of them girls couldn't take that in? She, you know, did something to herself. You know, that's not cool. You know what I mean? So I've never been a fan of bullying. I've never condoned it. I think it's whack. Um... And yeah, I remember that day. I remember. I remember walking up to the school, walking up on the quad. And if you went to Westchester, you could look over the quad because there was some steps you go up, and you could look over the whole quad, and it was bungalows. And I remember those names being spray painted on the side of the bungalows, and I was like, "Yo, that's crazy." So imagine what kids are doing now with social media. Imagine, you know, just whatever goes on. I don't know what goes on in high school nowadays. I've been out of high school for so long, but. I do think it should be heavily guarded and monitored and censored if you are a child. 
Um, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, Drea. Drea getting pregnant by Jalen Green, 21 years of age. 21-year-old basketball star of the Houston Rockets, Jalen Green has allegedly knocked up Drea. Drea is 39. We're going to say 40. I think she's 39, but we're going to say 40 years old. Um, It's been kind of like I have mixed – not mixed feelings, but I just think that as a 40-year-old woman, what – conversation or what is it about a 21 year old that you're interested in for you to get pregnant by him in the real like let's be real like no 40 year old woman right now I know Jalen Green I looked up his contract he makes eight million dollars a year so obviously she's she's messing with him because of the money but um I think that should be like <laughs> That's not cool. That's that's groom. This is grooming at its finest. Um, I think that I think that Jalen Green should take hit, take full responsibility, and take full custody of that child. I will fight in court to get full custody of my child if 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 I got Drea pre- if he if I if I got Drea pregnant, I will get full custody of my child. At 21 years of age, because like obviously she's only with that young man because of what he can do for her financially. She just saw a paycheck. She saw a paycheck when she saw him, and that's not cool. Like, I think the NBA, especially like their their star players, their those first round pick guys that's up in the upper echelon, or let's just say first round pick guys. I think the NBA should put like a chaperone or some sort of older somebody that's been in the league that's been around that made mistakes and and be a, a guidance to these guys like be a, a mentor I'm sorry be a mentor to these be a mentor to these young men and guide these young men into from from making bad mistakes like this is a bad mistake now if if the rumors are true Andrea is really pregnant by Jalen Green, I mean, obviously, she's going to put him on some sort of child support. We all know that. She's going to try to take whatever she can from him because of that child. And I don't think I, – I, and I don't think he should have to pay child support. I don't know how the I, – I, I don't know if she's here in L.A. or if she's in Houston. I don't know how the, how the laws work. But I feel like he shouldn't have to take, pay child support if he's going to be there financially for his child. I truly, I um, I truly believe that, but I do believe that the NBA should start assigning some type of sh- chaperone or some sort of mentor to these young men that's coming into the league from the NFL to the NBA because you have so many women preying on these young men, and I'm not mad at Jalen because I'm pretty sure growing up seven, eight years ago he used to see Drea and probably thought J- Drea was the hottest chick, probably a chick he'd been fantasizing about and wanted probably was on his hit list and saw it and got a chance to, you know, be intimate with her. So I'm not knocking him for that. He should have been responsible enough to wear a condom. 21 years old, man. 21 years old. Just imagine 21 years old. You still in the, you still getting to know yourself. You at the highest level of your field in the NBA, making great money. I would like to know how mothers, how would you feel if your 21-year-old son, your son came home and he's at the highest, he's at p- performing at the highest level and he comes home and lets you know he got a 40-year-old, 40-year-old woman pregnant. Mothers, how would you react? Fathers, how would you react? How would you react, fathers, if your 21-year-old son or daughter and they're at the top of their field Whatever the case may be, and they let you, they told you like, "Hey, Dad, like I just got a, a four, I'm pregnant by a 40 year old man, and your daughter is 21, 22, and she just got, you know, she's a surgeon or you know whatever the case may be. She might be a lawyer, one of the top lawyers in the state or in the we just they're at the top of their field. How would you feel? What would your response be? What would that conversation be like with that? Uh, other with that other adult who preyed upon your son or daughter. 
you know, I would like to hear the women uh, mostly. How would you feel about your son? Not feel about your son, but how would you feel if your son came home with a 20 or 40 year old woman pregnant? I know if my son came home with a 40 year old woman pregnant, I'll be very, very disappointed, not upset because I believe kids are a blessing, but I would be highly disappointed because now you're responsible for another life in this world. Even though you have the financial means to take care of this child, it's still a huge responsibility. You're a professional, and now you're relying on this woman to be the mother, and hopefully she's a good mother because you're really not going to have the time because you're always working and practice and shooting arounds, whatever the games, traveling. So you're not going to have the time to really do that. But this is where I say women prey on men because now that woman is going to have that baby a good majority of the time. So now the court is going to look at it like, well, th- you're living this way. The baby has to live this way. So therefore, you owe her this. So this is how she comes up. This is how she comes up. So, fellas and women, get in the comments. Let me know how you guys will feel if your parent or if your child, um, I'm sorry, if your child came home with a 40-year-old, one, 40-year-old woman or man and they were pregnant. Let me know. Let me know how y'all feel. Let me know what's your thoughts. I just want to know. Um, I feel like Dre was out of pocket for that. I think it needs to be a long discussion with the women in Jalen Green's family, Andrea, and let's get to the bottom of it. <laughs> and, you know, that's grooming at its finest. That's, I, won't, I, I, I almost want to go as far as saying Lala did that to Carmelo Anthony. I remember when Carmelo Anthony first started Day Lala, Carmelo was young. Like, he was like 20, 21, 22. I think Lala's a little bit much more older than Melo. I don't know. Let's let's Google that. Age of Lala. Lala's age. Age. Lala Anthony. So, Lala is 41 years of age. See how I'm old Carmelo Anthony's Carmelo Anthony. So Carmelo Anthony's 39. So Lala was only a few years older than than Melo. Hmm. I didn't realize that. I thought she was much more older than um I thought she was I thought she was much more older than um Melo than that. But, yeah, so let me know what y'all think. Y'all get in the comments. Let me know what y'all think and how y'all feel about that. Um, What is our next topic? Coco Jones, man. Shout out to Coco Jones, man. She won her Grammy for Best uh, R&B uh, Performance Song. Song for um, R&B Performance for ICU. And SZA won for Best R&B Song. And, you know, I have a... <laughs> I love that record by Coco Jones, ICU. I felt like that's one of the, that was a good, good, good R&B record. Um, I get chills when I hear that song. Let me know what y'all think. What is the better record? Uh, Sizzle one for Snooze. I love Snooze too. I love Snooze. I love Snooze. But do you guys think Snooze, and I know music is like subjective, like what you might find great, I might not find great. Um, And when I say you guys, I mean the listeners. What I think is dope, you guys might not think is dope. But do you guys believe that R&B, do you guys believe I See You was a better overall R&B song than Snooze from how the, the, uh, the song, from the song lyrics, how the song was structured, beat, um, everything. I feel like uh, I See You is a real R&B Loves like a love. I love ICU. I feel like ICU is one of them songs that I will hear ten years, fifteen years from now. You know what I, I think about when I hear ICU? I think about Miguel's Adorn. That's one of those records where I'm gonna hear ten years from now, and it's still gonna feel the same when I first hear it. Coco Jones, when I first heard that record, I got chills. Like, oh, my God. Like, who is this? Who is it? I'd never heard of Coco Jones, never knew who she was. And then I heard the record, and I was like, wow. And then I saw her interview on the Breakfast Club interview, the Breakfast Club, and it made me fall in love with the record more because how she conducted herself, how well the interview went. 
And I was like, oh, okay. And that made me love the, the song more. So I love SZA. I'm not knocking SZA. Her album SOS was by far on repeat in my car all year long. Um, one of my favorite records off that SOS album is Gone Girl. But I will have to say Snooze is a hit too, though. It's all over the radio here in L.A. It's super dope. But do y'all truly believe Snooze is a better R&B record than I See You, Coco Jones? Y'all let me know. Y'all get in the comments. Y'all let me know. Who do y'all think has the better R&B record? Coco Jones, I See You, or SZA Snooze? Because I'm going to go SZA. I'm, I'm going to go Coco Jones, I See You. I'm going with it. I'm sorry. I think that record is like... I could listen to it. I listened to it on the way over here today, both records. And Scissors was, I was like, okay. I, I mean, you know, I really, 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 really listened to it. And I was like, okay, I love Scissors. Like, like I said, I love that record. But Coco Jones, that song, I got chills again listening to it, y'all. I got chills again. Every time I hear it, I get chills. So y'all get in the comments. Y'all let me know who y'all think song overall is better. Um, Coco Jones won Grammy for ICU for best R&B performance. I don't know what they mean by performance. So if you guys know, please let me know. What do they mean by performance of the record? Is it how she sung the record? Is it when she goes out and perform the record? Y'all let me know. Y'all tell me and y'all let me know. Give me y'all thoughts on, y'all give me y'all thoughts too on, um, on who y'all think has the better R&B record. Moving along, Apple Vision Pro. I've been seeing a lot of people running around with the Apple Vision Pros. Um, when was the last time you guys seen kids outside playing on y'all block? I'm a 34-year-old man. I remember growing up, I was always outside, me and my friends, from playing football, riding bikes, baseball. We was always outside hanging out. I went to, When was the last time you guys seen kids outside playing? Y'all let me know. Y'all hop in the comments and let me know. I can't remember the last time I seen kids outside. Well, I do. I'm sorry. I do remember. Last time I seen kids playing outside, um, I went to my cousin CJ house out in Riverside, and my uncle made fish tacos, and um, I went to go take the trash out, and I seen about 10 kids outside riding their bikes. They were playing, and it put a smile on my face because I was like, I haven't seen kids outside playing in so long. It's a group of kids in my neighborhood. It's about four or five boys in my neighborhood. Little badass little boys, too. Um, I live across the street from an elementary school that's currently shut down. So the kids were running on top of the roof. They were running on top of the, the roof at the school, of the, the building of the school. They were running on top of it, throwing rocks at cars driving by. They did this for like three days in a row, like a couple of months ago, late last year, like November, October. They were throwing rocks on, at cars passing by. And even though they were wrong, like, yo, stop. Like, y'all not supposed to be doing that. I was happy, just happy to see kids outside playing in mischief, doing mischief shit. Because we don't see kids outside no more. They're in the house playing video games. They're in the house war of warcraft streaming and there's nothing wrong with that like it's nothing wrong with kids being in the house playing video games but i also want to see kids outside again riding bikes playing football i remember me and my friends will put the bring that our basketball courts from out the backyard and we put them on the curve and we'll play basketball on the street we'll play sideline pop who remembers sideline pop did you guys play sideline pop growing up in your neighborhood so if you got in the sideline, if you played football and you ran to the sideline, you can get tackled because there was grass right there. So we would play sideline pop growing up. We used to do, what else some crazy shit we used to do growing up as kids? We used to play Cowboys and Indians. That was crazy. Uh, we used to race. You know what we used to do? We used to race ice cream sticks <laughs> growing up, me and my homies. My homie Jonathan, he had a brother named Raymond, and he had a, it was another one of our friends across the street named David, too. And there was a kid at the corner named Mark. His dad lived there. His grandparents lived next door to me, and he would come over seldomly. But we will race 
the, the ice cream sticks, when you eat your ice cream and stick, what we'll do is we'll decorate it. Decorate it. We'll like whatever, write our names on it, color it, and we'll run the water hose for mad long. Run it like for like 10, 20 minutes. Run the, the water hose. I will go on their block. I mean, I'll go to my house. I'll run the water hose. They'll go to their house. They'll run the water hose. So we'll run it down on the corner. Like, you know, when you pull out your driveway right there. So the water will be running and we'll hold the water up. We'll put our sticks there and we'll race them. <laughs> That's what we used to do as kids. And I remember my stepdad and my mom would come outside like, y'all cut my water off the neighbors. We had a neighbor when we would play football, the neighbor would hate for us to run on their grass. Like, Every time we'll be outside playing football, the neighbor will come outside and sit on the porch like, y'all get off my grass, y'all get off my grass. Like, we were kids playing outside and just being getting into, like, crazy shit. We'll go around a corner to the ice cream truck. We'll ride our bikes. We'll buy pickles and Kool-Aid. We'll dip our pickles in the Kool-Aid. Did y'all do that? Y'all get in the comments and let me know. What were some of the things you guys did growing up as a kid? And do kids, when was the last time you guys seen kids playing in your neighborhood? When's the last time you seen kids riding bikes? When's the last time you seen kids playing football? Like the streets is empty, it's dead out here, cause you got kids streaming now on computers, um, and these Apple Pros like it's about to take over. People are outside walking with these masks on their face, and I believe Apple is gonna do something to where now they're gonna be able to make glasses. They're gonna have glasses, and they're gonna be able to do this in glasses, with just glasses shades. And people are outside. I don't know. if I, I've seen it to where they're, like, responding to messages. They're watching TV. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Y'all get in the comments. Y'all let me know. Are you guys, will you guys be purchasing the Apple Pros? Will you guys be purchasing the Apple Pros? I'm not doing it. I'm not purchasing it. That's probably going to be crazy. Somebody going to be out here with the Apple Pros driving. Driving with the Apple Pros is bananas right now. But y'all get in the comments. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Y'all going to be outside with the Apple Pros? Are y'all purchasing the Apple Pros? Y'all let me know. Y'all let me know. Y'all let me know. So just the other day, um, I never knew. I was watching the Grammys. Well, I wasn't watching the Grammys. I was watching on social media. Jay-Z was responding to the Grammys or had a gripe with the Grammys about his wife not ever winning album of the year and Beyonce is nominated the all-time leading nomin um leading nomination artist she's the most nominated artist of all time I think with 88 nominations um I think she has the most Grammys of all time but she's never won album of the year um Taylor Swift has won album of the year I think she won album of the year just um, this past Grammys for her fourth time, making her all-time, all, the all-time leader in the most album of the year for any artist. But I truly believe that's a, a racial thing. Um, they want her to have that. Beyonce, is just crazy to me that Beyonce's never won album of the year. Y'all get in the comments and let me know. That Renaissance album was huge. Um, I, recently, Shannon Sharp said that Taylor Swift moves the needle more than... Beyonce, and um, if we're talking about economic impact, that last album, Taylor Swift, generated $5 billion, pumped in $5 billion in the industry, and Beyonce's Renaissance Tour pumped in $4.5 billion. I did the numbers. Um, I live by SoFi Stadium here in L.A. where the Rams play, and it was just a different crowd of people. Not a different crowd of people. It was just that I saw the difference from Beyonce and Taylor Swift. People were walking blocks. When I say blocks, people were walking blocks, hiking blocks to go to see Taylor Swift um, at the SoFi Stadium. Beyonce, it was crazy too. Don't get me wrong. Beyonce had it locked down, shut down too. But just the crowd in the traffic, the traffic was crazy. I think that uh, Taylor Swift has a predominantly more so a younger and white uh, female uh, fan base as to where Beyonce has a male, like everybody's at a Beyonce concert. I saw gay men, I saw, and they dressed up. Like they were dressed up for Beyonce. Like I didn't know that was a thing. 
I didn't know that people dress up and go out to. Con- I didn't know. I've never been. I've been to one Beyonce concert, um, the on the run, the on the run tour, and I could say like she's probably one of the not one of probably she is one of the greatest performers of all time. Um, I seen it firsthand. This woman danced in heels for like two hours, y'all, and I was just like, wow. I know she's in. You gotta be in tip top shape to do that. But um. Shannon Sharp, Uncle Shay Shay, man, he said that Taylor Swift moves the needle more. I don't agree with that, but I understand what he meant. I understand what he meant. Um, just Taylor Swift attended the Chiefs games, has um, brought a value to the NFL of $331 million for the Chiefs in the NFL. Just her attending the games. like It's like the brand of the NFL has generated that much just from her attending the games. So can Beyonce do that? Can Beyonce attend her favorite, the Houston, um, what's that? What team is that in the Houston Texans? Let's say Beyonce go to her hometown, Houston, and attends every Houston home game. Would that be, would that, would that help her, would that help the, the, the Houston Texans generate that much revenue? I think when Beyonce performed at the Super Bowl, not at the Super Bowl, yeah, she performed at the Super Bowl a few years ago. I think that was the highest, um, Highest watched halftime performance in a in a while in a long long time. So, um, I understand what Uncle Shay Shay was saying. I understand what Uncle uh, I understand what you were saying Unc, about Taylor Swift moving the needle more because, but I understand it. But I don't agree. I think T- Beyonce culturally, what Beyonce has done culturally, and and what she do, I think Beyonce has. I think Beyonce would shut it down. I be I think if Beyonce was a sh- shut anywhere, but Taylor Swift, I don't know. I just don't see the hype in Taylor Swift. I don't know not one Taylor Swift song. Y'all let me know. Name me one Taylor Swift song. Taylor Swift song, and was that Moonlight album that she just put out that she won Grammy of the Year for? Was that album of the year? Um, but I was watching something this morning, and they were saying that the Grammys, how they vote for the Grammys, they don't go off of popularity, which I think that's a lie. They don't go off of, they go off of the art of the project, how good, how const- how great the album was constructed, how um, the art, how the song, the songs is put together. I watched the video this morning. That's how the Grammys vote. Um. It's just crazy to me that Renaissance album didn't win album of the year. So I don't know. I have a gripe with that, with the Grammys. But, you know, I thought the Grammys didn't matter. It only matters when it's beneficial to you to have bragging rights that you got this many Grammys. But I believe she will get album of the year. The next album she drops, she will win. Just continue to show up, continue to put the work in. Beyonce, man, you one of the greatest of all time. Um... You can outperform Taylor Swift any day. We all know that. So shout out to B, man. Shout out to Jay-Z for sticking up for his wife. Y'all get in the comments. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Does does Taylor Swift move the needle more than Beyonce? What are your thoughts on it? I don't think she does. I understand what Uncle Shay Shay was saying, but I personally don't think she does. I think Beyonce moves the needle more, even though her tour did generate more money and pumped in more uh Money in the economy, you know, numbers don't lie, but I'm going to always go with B. You know, that's how I am. Uh, Moving along, man. Joe Rogan, man. Shout out to Joe Rogan, man. He just signed a new deal with Spotify for $250 million, man. Shout out to Joe Rogan. I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. I watch his podcast. I'm a huge alien guy. I believe in aliens. (laughs) Do you guys believe in aliens? Um, It's now a new... It's a new deal. Um, it is a non-restricted deal, meaning that it will be on more platforms like Apple. Um, it's coming back to YouTube. Um, Joe Rogan in- interviews some of the most interesting people in the world. That is something that I dream of doing, just interviewing dip- different people from all walks of life um, and just their experiences in their field and in their life. I just want that's something that I dream to do. That is something that I uh, I want to do. So shout out to Joe Rogan, man. You have you have inspired me in so many ways to get behind this mic. 
and just have conversations, just talk and bullshit with, with, your, with your friends and just talk to people, man. Let's just have genuine conversations. But what are your what do you what are your thoughts on that on his new deal? I think it's well deserved. Um, probably it is one of the best podcasts in the world, man. Um, I listen to it all the time. I watch it. I more so watch it, man. The last show I watched, the last Joe Rogan um podcast that I watch is with Taylor Sheridan, the guy who started Yellowstone, which is by far one of the, probably one of the greatest TV shows. I probably say top five greatest TV shows ever. Yellowstone. I'm gonna put Yellowstone up there. I'm gonna put The Wire up there. Um, I'm gonna put what's the what's the show with the guy who was selling the drugs? Oh, The Chemist. The Chemist. I can't think of the name. Hold on, y'all. Bear with me. Bear with me. Damn, what is the damn I cannot think of it. I cannot think of it. The chemist. Um so I'ma put Yellowstone, I'ma put the wire, I'ma put Snowfall up there. Snowfall. I love a uh, true detective. True detective. Did y'all see True Detective with Marsha 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 Ali and um what is his name? Damn, y'all. Hold on, y'all gotta give me a second. True Detective season four. Who's on that cast? Hold on. Woody Harrelson. True Detective season four was dope. So I'm gonna put True Detective up there in the show with the chemist. I cannot think of his name. When he was the, the teacher, he got the cancer. Those are my top five uh TV shows of all time. I brought that up because Ted uh, Taylor Sheridan was on Joe Rogan, and he produces um, Yellowstone. Yellowstone is one of my top five. My personal top five TV shows. But I'm going to tell y'all, I cannot think of the name of that show. I'm going to get the name of the show. Hold on, y'all. The name of the show, when a guy sells the, the he's the t- chemist, he has cancer, cancer, um, cancer, teacher, Drug dealer show. Hold on. Breaking Bad. That's the name of yo. I know y'all probably was like, yo, Breaking Bad, nigga. Breaking Bad. I cannot, yo, Breaking Bad was by dope. I'll binge watch Breaking Bad. But I'm tripping. Nah. Not Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is up there. I'ma replace Breaking Bad with. I love this show. Oh, it's on Netflix. Uh, Netflix with... Hold on. Hold on, y'all. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got one for y'all. I got one for y'all. I got one for y'all. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Ozark. Ozark is my... So my top five TV shows, Ozark, no particular order. Ozark is my one of my number one, not no particular order, but number one, Ozark, Yellowstone, um, The Wire, Snowfall, and what else I say? Ozark, Yellowstone. The Wire, Snowfall, and uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was dope. It was another show that I just replaced it with. I'm all over the place, y'all. I'm all over the place. It's top five. That's my top five. I thought it was another show. That might be my top five. That is my top five. Ozark. Oh, True Detective. True Detective. True Detective. I replace. I'm gonna replace. I'm taking. I'm putting Breaking Bad at number six. I'm gonna put True Detective. I love the True Detective series. I could watch that all day, every day, all day, every day. Like I was in front of the camera. I was in front of the TV every week when True Detective came out. I was in front of the cam- the TV every week. I never missed an episode of none of these shows. I will like. Be- I will make schedule my Sundays around Yellowstone when it drops. 
Y'all get in the comments. Y'all let me know y'all top five TV shows. And I mean, like, on that caliber. Um, but, yeah, man, shout out to Joe Rogan for $250 million deal. Man, that's what I want to do, man. I just want to interview people from all walks of life. Like, just interview people, laugh, talk. I want to interview fire captains for fire departments. I want to interview somebody that climbed Mount Everest. I want to interview, I would like to interview a a Hell's Angel member. I would like to interview somebody that's a part of the Ku Klux Klan. Like, yo, like, why did you join this? Like, but they active in it. Y'all, you can wear the, the, the hood and all that. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a conversation. Like, yo, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you like this? Like, were you born like this? Um, I just want to interview people and just talk to them. Um, I want to interview just people that have witnessed a- alien experiences, people that have been abduct- abducted. I want to interview people that have lived in the Amazon, People that have traveled the world. Um, I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast one time, and he had interviewed a guy that, I don't know, I think he was walking across Asia, but he was a part, he was in a part of Asia that it was so quiet. He said it was so quiet. He said it was so quiet that, he can hear, it was no noise, it was quiet, like, he said it was so quiet that he can hear his heartbeat, and that when he set his tent up to lay down, that he can, he didn't fall asleep right away, he was just laying there, that he can hear, like, the in, like his stomach, the intestines of his stomachs, like, moving, he said that's how quiet it was, while on one of his, on his journey across Asia, I'm not, mis- if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Asia. But, yeah, man, I want to interview people, man. Joe Rogan has really inspired me. The $250 million is well-deserved. You know, like Nip said, man, one of the highest human acts is to inspire people. And he's inspired me tremendously to follow my dreams and to talk to people and interview people. That's like a passion of mine is interviewing people. But, yeah, man, so shout-out to Joe Rogan, man. I'm definitely looking forward to watching you guys' podcast, watching your podcast back on uh, YouTube. Um, I can't end this conversation without alien talk, man. Do you guys believe in aliens? Do you guys think aliens is real? I have pictures of some shit on my phone. I'm going to put it on the screen during this interview. But I have pictures. of I've, I'm going to tell you guys my alien experience, then we're going to get into Vibe of the Week. So I have experienced aliens before. I have seen alien an alien's craft before. Yes. Um, so I was about, uh, how old was I? I say I was about 13, 14. I was, what, what school was I going to? My mom, so I was about, I was in fifth grade. I was in fifth grade. I was going to Tom, Tom Bradley Elementary School. Uh, me and my father and my little sister had just came home. It was a Wednesday night. We had just came home from choir rehearsal or Bible study. I don't know. I think it was like Bible study. Me and my stepdad and my little sister, every night, whenever we went somewhere and it was time for us to come back to the house, I would get out the car and open the gate and open up the garage. So when we first pulled up, my stepdad was like, hey, David, make sure that you pull those trash cans out tonight. So I was like, all right. So I go. We had a um, uh, um, a we had a dog, a Rottweiler, a Rottweiler named Gypsy. So every time I opened up the gate, Gypsy would run up to me, open up the garage. He'll pull in the garage. So I went down to get our, our trash cans. I go pull out the first trash can. Boom. I go back to get the second trash can, the black trash can. Boom. Pull up. As I'm coming back to get the third trash can, I see something hovering above our back house. We had a huge backyard. So our backyard set, our house that we lived on set on like a, it was like a hill. But the backyard went at down at, a, at an angle. So you'll walk down and we had a back house. And then in the back house, we had no roof on the back house because my parents had the roof ripped off. So they ripped the roof of the back house out, but the neighbors had this tree, and the tree was so big. It's nighttime. The tree was so big that the tree 
grew into our yard. So it would be leaves and all type of stuff falling. So I see something spinning, very quiet, your prototypical spacecraft. Two, it looked like two dinner plates with the dome on top, and it had lights. I remember vividly it had lights, colored lights, red, green, flickering on the side. I'm, and it was quiet, you guys. I'm not tripping. I'm not bugged out. I know y'all think I'm bugged out, but this is my alien story. I'm not bugged out. It had lights flickering. And um, I remember every night, every single night, the neighbor to the right of us was an engineer. So he will work on like little small, he'll always be in his garage, uh, welding, building. He will build small uh, modeled airplanes and he will sell them or fly them or whatever. The neighbor to the left of us was, that was the corner house. So the neighbor to the left of us, the, the father was a mechanic. He had a whole mechanic shop in his backyard. And the son had just came home from prison. So the son, they built like this small shed in the back, whatever. And the son would play music back there every single night, Monday through Sunday. It never failed to like 1, 2 in the morning. Every night, play music, loud, play music, play music, play music. He had came home from prison. And, you know, that's where he was staying at the time. And do you guys know during this time when I'm back here and I'm witnessing what I'm witnessing, neither was neither side of my neighbors were outside. Ne- the, the son wasn't outside. The father wasn't working on the garage, being a mechanic. And then this, this, the gentleman to the right of us wasn't doing what he would do. Every night, Monday through Sunday, y'all, every night, it never failed. It never failed every night. So this particular night when I'm witnessing this, it was real quiet. And then it, it came from, it was in front of the tree at first. Like it was so low, you guys, to where if I walked in my backyard, in my our back house and climbed on top of the countertop and reached up, I could have touched it. That's how low it was. I know y'all think I'm tripping, but I'm telling y'all the truth. So as me and my, and my, I remember my dog, we had a Rottweiler. My dog, Gypsy, was on his back head looking up at it. Like, it was like doing one of these, like, ears, like, looking up. But it was very quiet, you guys. You had to be outside and looking up to see it. It was very quiet, but it was very low. So as it, the lower it got, the closer I walked. It started getting lower, and we started walking closer. But as I started walking closer and closer to it, it began to rise and go behind the tree. So now I'm viewing it through the trees. I never actually went inside the back house because I was scared, but I did walk close to it. So as I'm walking close to it, it rose and went behind the tree. So now I'm looking at it through the trees. I'm looking at it. So I go and I run outside the front. I run outside to the front, to the corner, to the side of my neighbor's house because I'm outside now. So there are next door neighbors. So, their house was on the corner, and there was a street right there. I think it was 105th, I want to say. That's 105th. No, that's 107th. Eight. I live on 104th. So I was 105th. It has to be 105th. It is. It has to be. So 105th, I go to 105th, and it's gone. It's completely gone, like, you don't see it, and I'm like, I knew, I know what I saw, y'all. I know what I saw. I'm not tripping. Do you not know? And y'all know what I did? I ran back inside the house to get binoculars. I remember we had these binoculars in our house. I don't know. Somebody bought my sister or bought me some binoculars. They were red. I was looking for them. I was looking for them. Why was I looking for binoculars and I could see this thing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a 13-year-old kid. I don't know. But to the, since that day, I've believed in aliens. I've never seen anything else like that, but I do have pictures on my phone or something. I'm going to show you guys, too. I'm going to put it up on the screen as I describe. But my question to you guys is, do you guys believe in aliens? And if you have seen that alien, please, or it's unidentified, uh, unidentified flying object or anything, let me know. David Gersh just went on Joe Rogan and said they have something. They The, the government has things have something um did you guys watch the episode with bob lazar what are your thoughts on bob lazar i just take a water break y'all
Um, I think Bob Lazar is telling the truth. I don't know why people think that there's nothing else out there. Like, there's nothing else out there. I think Bob Lazar is telling the truth. Um, y'all let me know what y'all think. I'm going to put some stuff up on the screen. If you have had an alien experience or unidentified, unidentified flying object experience, y'all let me know. Y'all get in the comments. Tell your story. That was mine. Um, ever since I was 13, I've always believed in aliens. That was an experience that I will never forget. I remember like yesterday. I remember what I had on. I had a, a my white school polo shirt with my blue pants. And I had on some Penny Hardaways. I remember that. Um, I remember I was on my way to get the third trash can. I had already pulled out two. It was a Wednesday night because our trash company, trash people came and picked up our trash Thursday morning. And my mom was in San Diego at the time for a women's convention. I remember that. And ever since then, I've always believed in aliens. I've always believed in aliens. Aliens, aliens, aliens. I've always believed, man. I've always believed. And I'd be so intrigued by the people that Joe Rogan brings on the show. And um, I always, I'm always intrigued, especially when he speaks about aliens and Bigfoot and Sasquatch and Skinwalker Ranch. Like, stuff like that just fascinates me. Because it's like, we don't know what's out there. We really don't know what's out there. We really don't know what's out there. We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't. We haven't even explored all of the like the water yet. So it's so much stuff out there. Do you guys know who Admiral Byrd is? Admiral Byrd was an explorer who went into the center of the Earth and came upon. Um, he was. In, he came upon a lush green land, minerals, creatures that we've never seen before, and this was beyond. I think it was the beyond the South Pole. I think he went beyond the South Pole or the North Pole. I'm not for sure. But he he went somewhere and he saw other things. And he was also tra transported by an alien spacecraft, like something. And he wrote it in his diary. If you guys don't know who Admiral Byrd is, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go home and I'm going to do more research on Admiral Byrd so I can give you guys like a more detailed description of Admiral Byrd, if you guys don't know. If you guys know who Admiral Byrd is, hop in the comments. Let's share some knowledge with me. But, yeah, man, Admiral Byrd said he saw lush green land and he saw animals that he'd never seen before. And I think it was beyond the South Pole, if I'm not mistaken. He was in Alaska. Or Antarctica, I'm sorry. He went to Antarctica. But, yeah, stuff like that fascinates me, man. Um, stuff like that fascinates me. So that's why I'm going to probably be getting into more on this podcast, like stuff that just personal stories, stories that I hear throughout the week, things that I, that I, um, things that come across my table throughout the week, my interactions with people and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, man, we about to go ahead and get into vibe of the week. Vibe of the week is just a, a song I've been listening to all this week that I just been vibing to that I can't cut off. And honestly, y'all, Ain't really nothing I've been vibing to this week. Ain't nothing I've been really vibing to this week. I love Sabrina Claudio. I love Sabrina Claudio. For those who don't know, Sabrina Claudio is the one. Um, my vibe, I really don't have. I've still been listening to that Flo, Flo, Flo Millie, Never Lose Me. That song got me in a, a chokehold, yo. A straight choco, flow Millie, man. So I'm probably going to have to, I'm probably, you know what? I'm lying. Rick Ross, baby mama, man. She blew this, this dude up, dude. Um, boss man, D-Lo, man, get in with me. I've been listening to that this week. I've been listening to that. I've been listening to that. So shout out to boss man, D-Lo. Um, you the vibe of the week. I've been vibing to that. Not as heavy as I was with flow Millie. But Boss Mandilo, I have been listening to that this week a lot. That's the vibe of this week for me. So that's the vibe of the week for me. Y'all get in the comments. Let me know what y'all been vibing to this week. Vibe of the week is whatever song you cannot get out your head. Have you ever just woke up to a, a, a song in your head and you cannot stop listening to it? And you play it over and over. But that's the record for me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast, episode 25, man. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all, man. All the support I've been getting. 
Whatever it is that you're going through, just know that it's not that bad. It's going to get better. If you got a dream, chase it. Don't ever give up. Stay positive. Show love. Pass those blessings forward. Stay consistent. Whatever it is that you're doing, stay consistent. Stay consistent. Stay consistent. Like my mom will always tell me, keep God first, man. Keep your heart pure. And remember, man, them tables always going to turn. Remember that. Them tables always turn. They turn. They always turn. Trust me. When you got a pure heart, God going to look after you. I love y'all. Peace and blessings, man. Thank you.